Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Front Page 305. Can you feel them in your soul, baby? Wow. Can you feel them in your soul? Miami Heat. I haven't Eastern heard that conference in a, finals. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I can I feel, feel like it. It feels like, like the late 90s again. I mean. Well, listen, they're relevant, man. They're relevant. They're back in the Final Four. They're playing the Boston Celtics game one tonight, 6.30 p.m. ESPN. Football is back. The Canes are 1-0. They just finished beating UAB 31-14. They covered the spread. Then you got the Dolphins. Yeah, we know it's still a rebuild, but they played. We got football to talk about. We got so many amazing things to talk about on the show. But, guys. You forgot the playoff baseball team. Oh, my, no, I didn't. Dre, are you kidding me? I've been on this bandwagon. <laughs> Guys, nobody has been a bigger supporter of this team than me, yeah. all right? I've been telling you guys since the get-go, Sixto Sanchez is going to win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> They're going to make the playoffs. Walter, Andre, guys, I don't want to hear this. I don't care what text message thread you bring up to pretend like I'm, I have not been supporting the Marlins. Nobody hey, the only, has been supporting this team like me. The only tweet you have to support yourself is you predicting that the Heat were going to draft Tyler Hero. Gentlemen, the, I, I want to start the show with the only team that matters down here. That is the team, right? In fact, my question to you guys is, is there anybody who can catch the Marlins? They're in fifth place right now in the National League, 24 and 21. They've got five Cy Young winners in their starting rotation. They've got starting uh, Babe Ruth Marte providing all the offense. <laughs> I mean, who is going to beat this team in the playoffs? Walter, go ahead. Oh, so many. So where to begin? First of all, in one of our, this is episode 12, by the way, one of our first episodes, you said, yes, the Marlins will contend, but you said in 20 years, in 2040 is what you said, which was We're back to the future, baby. We're back to the future. hilarious prediction. Last week, I came at you with numbers. And of course, and I, and it, you like to, you like to exaggerate people's opinions, but I came at you numbers saying the Marlins, I didn't even say they had the best rotation, not the best team. I just said they had the deepest rotation in the National League East. And so that was Tuesday. Tuesday night, Sixto did what Sixto does. And he pitched another great game. Wednesday night, the Marlins got their butts kicked by the Atlanta Braves. And that's when Andre and I received a bunch of flurry of text messages. This is behind Las Cortinas from the great Manny Navarro saying about how terrible, how wrong I was, how terrible the Marlins are. And I think, Andre I think and I were... both... I think there were, 30, there were 30 plus Manny texts, you know, which exceeded the Braves' Olivia, run total. That wasn't me. That was Olivia. That, yeah. That and was Andre and I both pointed out how you weren't texting that the night before when 6-0 did well. You didn't text that the last three nights when the rotation uh, did well. So, you know, again, my prediction was correct. And my it wasn't even a prediction. It was a statement of fact that I think they have the deepest rotation in that division. That's all. I don't think they have a great team. I don't think they have a great lineup. Their bullpen is Ruth, starting no, no, no. Let's not let's not exaggerate what they are. But I'm telling you, what they're banking on is that rotation. And and you look at the the other teams. It's not just how how deep their rotation is. Is you look at the other teams in that division that they're competing with, and they're really struggling at three, four, five spots. Right to me, six is the ace. So one sixty nine ERA. Braxton Garrett. They just sent him down, but he showed a lot to me. One eighty. Trevor Rogers. Here's something. I don't just go by the numbers. 650 ERA. I like that kid. Remember, I said it. I think I think that kid is is going to be very good. Uh, two or three guy in this rotation. So they have those two lefties. Then they have Sandy's the fourth guy I mentioned. Uh, he's an All Star last year, although an inflated All Star. 3.97 ERA. Pablo returned to form. He's like a fifth guy. You're laughing, Navarro. I mean, this is deep. Then they got Jose Urena, who I think should be in the bullpen. Eliezer Hernandez. He's hurt. <laughs> Manny, he's hurt. He's, I know he's hurt, but I'm saying he showed he had a 316 ERA while he was in there. And they and and then that's not even counting the young guys, Andre, that you know that they have coming up. Max Meyer, Edward Cabrera, Nick Nieder, uh, and Guzman, maybe, but Max Meyer, the third pick in the draft. This is a they have a depth of pitchers as as uh, Manny, Manny, Manny uh, mimics Manny, a uh, he's taking a Manny, sleep Manny's, here. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm not flexible enough. I'm trying to kick my feet up so you guys can see me here because I'm just doing one of these <laughs> while you just lay it all out for me of why this right. team is probably going to make the playoffs and still has a shot at the division. It's that Later. rotation. 
Guys, yeah. I don't know why you're talking about playoffs. This is the world champ. This is frontline world championship pitching. I've been telling you guys all season long, this team is going <laughs> to the World Series. By the way, by the way, I keep harping on this every week. Why does Miguel Rojas, why do they continue to bat him seven, eight, and nine? First it was nine. Now they moved him up to seven. He's hitting 370. Uh, has anybody asked Don Manley why is he doing that? You get less at bats down there. The reliance, I don't know, that's that, that reliance on him because he's a good hitter in the bottom of the lineup, I agree with you. He should already be at the top. I mean, they are getting better at bats from, from our boy, uh, Manny likes to call Pat Tabler, and they are getting, uh, you know, they are getting better at bats from the top from Corey Dickerson and, and Aguilar and these guys, but I don't know. I really don't have an answer. I think somebody should ask Manny Lee. Hey, uh, Navarro, now that we're done talking about the Marlins, or maybe or at least for the moment, let's talk about no, them. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming the World I, Series. That's what I'm doing. Hey, I want to talk about the Hurricanes, hey, while, but go while, ahead. You're, while, while you're sleeping in there, can I have Olivia or Jocelyn's uh, little cell phones <laughs> number so they can run in right now and wake you up? <laughs> Manny, let's, 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 let's jump to them Hurricanes. Were you impressed? Because I, I really wasn't super impressed. Yes, King is the real deal. But 17, 13, whatever it was in the third quarter, I was certainly 17, nervous 14. that they were going to lose to yet another conference USA team. You're looking um, at a Central Michigan game last year, all ugly again. Yeah. Um, that, that, was a, that was a bit of a struggle at that point. Um, I, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, and they've got a – at least not yet. And they've got a really tough game with uh, Louisville this week and, that, and all the speed that that team has. Yeah, I, I think um, I wrote about this uh, over the weekend, but essentially I feel like without Derek King, I'm not sure that Miami wins that game. And Derek King didn't even play that great as far as throwing the ball deep downfield. Uh, he was 4 of 10 on passes, uh, ten yard, uh, 20 yard, or actually 10 yards downfield or longer, which to me, you know, that's what really separates a quarterback. It's being able to hit guys down the field. Um, I think he'll get better at that, but – Ultimately, even the running game doesn't work without the threat of De'Ara King. If Jaron Williams is back there, he probably gets sacked seven, eight times. Absolutely. Um, I think even Nikosi Perry. Um, I think what made that offense work was the threat of De'Ara King. And really, that's what UAB's head coach said after the game, that his defense was so worried about De'Ara at the mesh point, you know, where they where they go to hand the ball off and, and play that RPO uh, read option offense. Um, I, I think that's really what what threw off UAB and why Miami was ultimately able to win that game and because they finally got Brevin Jordan involved in the third quarter. But look, look, Brett Lashley said they were going to be growing pains. I think that translation was, hey, we're not as good as uh, as as we should be right now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the wide receiver talent. I think there's a lot of guys there that just don't create a lot of separation and get open, uh, don't run necessarily run the routes the way that they should. And I think Miami played to its strength. I'm glad that they at least made the smart adjustment the moment UAB came out in a different defense, which, by the way, you know, that's that's always something you have to take into account. What does the other team do? UAB is a good team, Walter. They're going to eh. win that division again, most eh. likely. They have good they have good talent at receiver and, and running back. But you're right. I mean, it, it wasn't an impressive effort in terms of, like you sit there and you say, man, this team looks totally different than last year. I think in the third quarter when it was 17-14, I was worried. And and I certainly asked Kelvin Harris, who's Mr. 14 and 0, <laughs> uh, my, my cohort on the Wide Right podcast, I said, you know, were you worried? And he's like, no, I knew we were going to win all along. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, bro. In the third quarter, it was pretty, it was pretty it, nerve-wracking. It was interesting. I listened to the to the to all the uh, Zoom calls with Diaz and Baker and Lashley and – and uh, they blamed King for those two sacks, which I can see that maybe held the ball too long. But also what, what you said, on many other occasions when he got out of trouble, um, that, that would have been a sack. So, okay, maybe those two were on him, but there were a bunch of others that he, that he, um, he took off the ledger of the offensive line. Also, he, he, he missed a wide-open man in the end zone. I think that was Peyton, and, yeah. and that's, that, that was unusual. That was a really bad throw easy throw for an easy touchdown that he missed. Um, I, I was impressed with the two, the two freshmen running back, especially Knighton. I mean, I, I guess it's not a surprise to you guys, Andre, you've seen these guys and Chaney that I've seen, but I, I think Knighton pretty much agree. He's the better back. And he was electric when he got into the open field. So there were pluses and minuses. 
On defense, um, Jordan Miller is a guy that doesn't get mentioned. I thought he was making penetration into the offensive line time and again, allowed for Nessa Silvera to have a big game. And it was interesting. I knew you would say that, (laughs) sophomoric. Uh, It was interesting that Baker, the one position that he criticized yesterday was cornerback. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. DJ Ivy got beat, and we're going to see more to Corey Couch. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, they've only got basically four cornerbacks. I think they have confidence in playing in and maybe three at that. So um, to, I think one way or another, DJ Ivy is going to be out there. Uh, the one thing with DJ Ivy, he's got to turn his head around, man. And you can yeah. see that r- real simple. And, and Manny Diaz talked about this yesterday, not on the Zoom, but I think he was on Joe Rose's show in the morning. And he said uh, that that starts at the line of scrimmage, that the defensive back has to hit you know, use the right hand to jam the receiver at the line so that they're in the right kind of position to turn their head around and make the play. Uh, but DJ Ivy, you're right. I mean, that's something you got to worry about. You hope that he turns around. Dre, you watch the Dolphins. Let's transition to the Dolphins real quick. We're going to, the show is going to be packed full of information. In fact, we've got an entire segment on the Heat and Celtics we got to get to. But let's ask you about the Dolphins. Uh, you didn't make any bold predictions like I did and say that they're only going to win three games this year. Uh, but you did pick Sixto Sanchez to win Rookie of the Year, so you deserve all the credit for that. But the Dolphins, what, did it meet your uh, expectations there in New England? I mean, 21-11, it was 14-11 in the fourth quarter. What did you What did you think of the Dolphins? At least it wasn't the defecation that I saw the first four weeks of, of last <laughs> season where it looked like they didn't belong on the field or a, even a CFL field. Right. But, no, it did not meet my expectations because, you know, I just – I thought they'd play better. I thought they'd compete better. They're lucky that it wasn't a worse, uh, more lopsided score than it was. I mean, if Jerome Baker doesn't strip Nikhil Harry at the at the goal line there, this game probably gets even more out of hand. They had no answer for Cam Newton. I mean, it was like vin- it was watching vintage Cam again, completely have them off balance, both with the run and the pass, you know, with the option plays. And, and I don't know. I mean, you look at this team now, and, and yes, it's only one game. But where was Matt Breida? What are they doing with the running game? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, they're, they're running Miles Gaskin instead. I mean, mm-hmm. which he, he did a decent job, but I mean, this team didn't really establish anything. And then the worrisome part is, are we going to get bad fits all the time now? I mean, three picks. <laughs> I mean, this is not the guy that led them into the postseason at the end of the year. He wasn't even this bad at the beginning. Tua. You know, so, I mean, we may see wait, Tua wait, sooner the than they want. The postseason at the end of the year? I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not the playoffs. That knocked New England out of the playoffs. playoffs. I'm, I'm still thinking about the Marlins, <laughs> you know. But anyway, that that knocked New England. Well, not New England, knocked New England out of the first round bye is what I meant to say. And 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 with those great performances late, but he he's looking like the Ryan Fitzpatrick that has teased you into thinking he's a great quarterback a few times and then regresses a little bit. And that's who he is, and they, that's they what he does. They don't, yeah, and, and they're not ready to use Tua yet, but. This keeps going another week or two. They may may be pressed in the service, and and it's gonna be interesting to see. Let me tell you. So this is something. Another thing that Manny said that I disagree with. Manny, I just oh, I just want to pick a fight with you in the in the preseason where you said that that the Marlins should play all the rookies, and I said no. I should. They should earn their time. And this sixty game season, anything if can happen. I, I, I was proven. They should. If, if I don't say they should play the rookies, you don't get six though. You don't get Trevor. I'm the one who caused all that. Mike Hill listens to the show. No, no, he knew no. damn well I was right. Shut up. Yeah, I was right. I was right about that. Now, however, on the Dolphins, I diverge because there it's different. There's nothing to be gained from playing uh, Fitzy. I say go to a – I'm disappointed they didn't put a package in for him. He's healthy. He's ready. Let's go. Um, I, I, they, they need to play him this week. Um, they didn't stop the run. Um, Dre, you made a great point on the running backs. Miles Gaskin, a seventh-round pick last year. He got way more carries. I think Jordan Howard, they, they acquired, I think he only got nine plays. Well, they, had, the no guy they, got they, had, they had really no running game. Jordan Howard scored because they got near the goal line that one time. But what do you finish with, like nine carries for seven yards or nine, something like that? But I think he was the only nine plays he was in the game. Like, they hardly gave him any playing yeah. time. The guy that got uh, from the 49ers, on the, on the murder of names, is it Brita? Is that how you pronounce Brita, the guy's yeah, name? yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, was, I got that he, one right. He didn't even, got the that one until, right. He didn't even take a snap. It was, wasn't even in on the snap until the second quarter. But I, I think they need to play Tua, Manny, is what I'm saying. Like, there, so in that case, this year, this year needs to be find out what, what you have in, in Tua. Uh, I mean, you know, Fitzy, if they're going to play him a little bit, but they have to get a, at least a package, a couple of series a game starting this week against Buffalo. They got, 
and they got to get a, I mean, look, they're not going to face the type of offense they face this week all the time, but they're going to face a lot of mobile quarterbacks. Here comes another one, Josh Allen with right. more weapons, more better receivers than the Patriots Absolutely. have overall outside of Edelman. I mean, is that defense, you know, where, where does that defense stand as far as getting a, a pass? Well, run, stopping the run. Well, Manny did predict the Dolphins were only going to win three games and I didn't disagree with him. I I, I think uh, the, the, this, uh, I'm back to my five or six. If more yeah, people posit- listen to the show, they would know I've got everything right. I predicted the win over UAB. <laughs> I got the Marlins in the playoffs. Sixto Sanchez winning the Cy Young. You know, uh, you know, you have to correct the year you got the Marlins in the playoffs. You no, I had them in the that. playoffs though. Nobody else yeah, said in that. Nobody else said the Marlins are going to be in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Looking, you're yeah, looking you very- have them in the playoffs in your simulation. You're looking very Trumpy and never admitting you're wrong. By the way, and that's not a compliment to compare you to that dude. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, you guys have to get with the program, all right? You got to understand that. Uh, yeah, I'm, fake, I'm fake it, to, fake it so that somebody believes you, right? I'm just trying to lead you guys to victory here and 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 prove that that I'm all over this, man. The world. A, a lot of play action fakes to lead us to victory on this one. I mean, all right. I'm I back to I'm back to the five or the six. Heat. Yeah. I, I guess we're going to talk about the Miami Heat in the next segment. You're not going to like that prediction. <laughs> A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. 
Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M145. And now we're back with Front Page 305 on Series 6M 145 Slam Radio. Gentlemen, Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Miami Heat taking on the Boston Celtics. Miami Heat red hot in the playoffs. They've won eight of nine. They beat the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, took down the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, which Antetokounmpo, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he stopped following everybody on the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> on his Instagram and Twitter account, which clearly yes. means he's coming to South Beach. Anytime yes. anybody does something of that drastic nature, Pat Riley has infiltrated their social media account, deleted all of their previous friends, and said, you're coming to Miami, baby. Uh, Riley has so infiltrated. Giannis, Giannis is going to get out of whatever contract he's making. He's coming here next year. It's done. <laughs> he's written Pat, Pat Riley has infiltrated that kid's cerebellum. He's already telling him, come down here. South Beach awaits. He just threw his rings on the table. That's all he did. He just threw yeah, he, he the told Yeah, he told him to read the book. You know, the book he gives every, every draft pick. What, um, what do you mean he's coming to South Beach, Navarro? Last week you said, eh. I don't think there's a place for the Greek freak on the Heat team. He's not, he's not, not really good ma- enough. Yeah, he's not Heat material. He doesn't defend. Not heat material. He's not good enough. I never, I never said that. I mean, I never. Oh said my that. god. The the Trump episode continues. I don't. I never said that. <laughs> never admit you're wrong. I got you. Never admit never you're did. wrong. You never do that. Okay? Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. So I I was selected to be a part of this basketball roundtable for the athletic, and I, and you know that feeling when you feel totally uh, not qualified to be part of the conversation, but you know you have to like fake it. You have to BS your way. Through. All of you listeners know that feeling. There's times in your life when all of a sudden you get brought up to the big boy table, right? And they're like, "Hey, we need your expertise. You you're you're so smart. You do such a good job at this." And the whole time you've been faking it. You just pretending you <laughs> like, know what you do, like this I'm show, not worthy. like this show, right? Exactly. That's what happened to me when I had to write about the Heat Celtics. I had to pretend I was an NBA writer again, even you, though I'm you, covering yeah. college football. You walked in and it was like walking into the lab, and the three lab coats are there, and they're all spewing all these like technical jargon. You're like, oh no, huh? I mean, literally. I mean, I'm dealing with guys who are like talking about all kinds of basketball terminology. I'm sitting there with my book, my MBA. Uh, for dummies, a uh, guy <laughs> trying to talk just about basketball in any sort of intelligent way. I'm like, I think he made that shot, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to use, like, the very basic terminology. I think that's the same. Like, uh, they're in calculus. I, they're an NBA I, calculus. I think that's the same book I bought when it became your backup at the Herald to, to cover the heat. So these were the questions I will ask, that, that I was asked, right? How will Gordon Hayward's presence or absence impact the Celtics? Um, that was question one. With all of their perimeter talent, will the Celtics be able to exploit any of the Heat's defenders? Mm. Uh, how will Celtics' versi- versatile defense hold up against the Heat's death by a thousand back cuts offense? I-, I knew that right off the bat. You know, I mean, death by a thousand back cuts. I, l- I love, I love that putting that expression in there. Right, uh, Very Game of Thrones. One strategic wrinkle you think either Eric Spoelstra or Celtics coach Brad Stevens should consider? Mm. Mm. Well, I listen, since I'm I know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a good one there. Um, anyway, so th- we got to we got to ask a series of 10 questions part of this roundtable. And the other dudes are so much smarter than me and so much better at their job than I am that I hope you don't even read. When you see Navarro, just skip over that. I'm reading just it right. I'm reading it right it. now, Manny. Just skip over it. I said nothing intelligent. Look, I did all the statistical research, the basic stuff, right? Like the traditional stats, points per game, assists. Come rebounds. On. No, you, you, I know you. You look up all these analytical stuff and you look up the, you dissect, uh, you know, all these advanced stats. You're there on cleaningtheglass.com. I know you. You, you, you dive in. Don't, give, don't, right. don't sell I, yourself short. I dove in head first. And what I came up with was the heater in trouble. Belly flop. Oh. I, I, I just, no, I <laughs> belly flop. That's what happens whenever I dive into the pool. What I'm saying is when I dove into this Big splash. Pool, the big splash was, I think, the Heat are in trouble because the Celtics are good. They defend the three-point line better than anybody else. That's the one stat I saw, my nerd stat for you. They they, they held the, the Raptors to 30% shooting from three. Miami averaged 15 threes a game against the Bucs. 
Uh, they live and die by the three. Uh, Boston has Kemba Walker. Miami doesn't defend point guards well. And then they got these two guys, Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're pretty good. Like, they're pretty Mm -hmm. good, you know? Like, I I don't know. I was sitting there doing the math. I'm like, this isn't Giannis. Like, they don't just Mm -hmm. have to stand in the paint and and, and keep him out of there and the rest of the Bucks fall apart. Like, this is a team that's good. They just beat the defending champions. So I picked the Celtics in five. This is the toughest of all the contender matchups this season for the Heat, and they were during the regular season. I know the Heat got them once in the bubble, but over the course of a series, and I agree with you, I think the three-point defense is the key because that's Miami's strength. So much of their game goes through those shooters, and if they shut them down, if they can figure out a way to contain, you know, start with Duncan Robinson, they're the best one, but you even saw it against Milwaukee. You saw it against Indiana. Not how everyone got good looks from the perimeter and how much that spread everything out, how much that helped. If Boston shuts that down and they have the athleticism, and that's the thing, you can't key on one guy with this team, not even on two guys. They're so spread out that it makes them the toughest matchup, and especially over the course of a series. I think Miami will have success at times in this series, but it's going to be hard to see them being able to do it to pick up four victories. I just, I'm with you on that. It's going to be difficult. I've got the uh, the Heat winning this in seven. I'm going to go out on a limb on that. I hope it's uh, a correct prediction. I do Your have to say – predictions are usually right. I mean, you predict usually right. Marsham leading the team and receiving for the Canes. So clearly, you, exactly. you know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. By the way, by the way, I was watching a uh, friend of the show, Ruthie Polinski. The great Ruthie Polinski was on uh, – she had her show Sunday night, the sports show, whatever they call it, sports final, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And she had on, Navarro, one of your rivals, Ira Winderman. Had the, uh, the 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 heat talk there, and yeah, Ruthie, <laughs> no, Ruthie busted on Ira. You will enjoy this. She goes, "Hey, Ira, you predicted the Bucks in seven. It was great, and you will like you have your you have a kinship with Ira because he really didn't admit he was wrong. He goes, well, listen, uh, you know, uh, Giannis was injured." And this and the other thing, so, you know, that's basically what his answer. But I, she was kind of laughing, and I love how she put him on the spot for his uh, his uh, faulty prediction. So I, I learned from that, and I'm going to say, based on zero research, the Heat in seven. That's the only way the Heat are going to win. I think if this goes the distance. Zero research? No... Yeah, that's probably the only way they win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll let I'll you have – yeah. I'll let you have the mean remark. I was just, I was just saying that it's, it's going to be so hard for them to win this series that that's probably the only way. Uh, the prediction from the basketball nerds, by the way, I was the harshest on the Heat. I said Celtics in five. The basketball nerds said Celtics in six, Celtics in seven, Celtics in six, and then mm-hmm. you know, uh, my colleague, your buddy, the, the guy who's covered the, the uh, Orlando Magic for I don't know as, about as long as Iris covered the Heat. Josh Robbins. Josh Robbins. He spoke to an anonymous scout, a coach, an executive. And this is what they picked. You ready? I'm going to re- reel them off to you. The scout, Celtics and six. Coach, Celtics and seven. Executive, Celtics and six. And the consensus advancing team, the Celtics. Uh, so, yeah. So, everybody's picking the Celtics. Oh, Nobody's oh, picking oh, the Heat. You, but you Walter's going to be right. You forgot uh, <laughs> Walt, You forgot Walter's buddy uh, playing hoops out in Columbia right now. Also picked the Celtics as his champion. He That's did. Right. Okay. Former guest Oof. of the show. Oh, wait a second. I may have to change my pick then if, if Jonathan did that. Jonathan Rodriguez watches like 13 basketball games a day. Even if there's only 12, he'll find one on tape and he'll watch another he, one. He's so, been uh, money so far. He picked the yeah. Heat to have a good chance of beating the Bucks, but he had Celtics Clippers. Thank you. And and tonight, well, tonight it could go sideways if the Nuggets upset the Clippers, but we'll see. Manny, tell, tell the people where they can find that all that content besides being here on Sirius Radio, our, our podcast. You know, hype that up, so let's get some yeah. numbers. Hype up J-Rod's yeah. prediction. Hype up my sixth, though, thing. Yeah, uh, so if you want to follow us, we have a podcast, and these broadcasts, the one that we do here, right here on Sirius XM, uh, for Larry Million and Frankie Fernandez, the ones that we do with them, uh, they get put on the podcast uh, front page 305. You can look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We've got them all there. Interviews as well. Who did we interview last week again, Walter? Oh, we spoke to Patrick Sertan, uh, right. former Dolphins cornerback uh, who's now the coach at American Heritage High School here in Plantation mm-hmm. in South Florida. And, you know, he's coached a lot of good guys. His son's going to be a first-round pick soon. Uh, he's a cornerback at Alabama. So we, we have that interview in there. I think we're going to have some more interviews here. 
uh, in the days and weeks ahead, Walter. I know you had some. Who were some of the guests? You, the great guests you had lined up. Uh, was it uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade? Who else did you have lined up for us? No, D Wade will, D -Wade will not do my show. Him and I are, are mortal enemies. He will not right. do my show. But Shaquille may. He'll mumble. He'll mumble D through the whole thing. D Wade is you, if you we, may if not we have be time at the end, right? D Wade is if we don't run out of time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D Wade will not do the show. He's uh, but we've already had uh, Tim Hardaway. We've had Miggy Rojas. We've had Leonard Hamilton. We had Ruthie Polinsky. We had Placido Polanco. We've had Patrick Sertan. A I number mean, of, all of no these are household names throughout the country. <laughs> if you've been listening, you know very Some well. We've we booked the biggest guests and our show here. I mean, we're world renowned. We've got over 50 followers on Twitter. <laughs> um this is like that Mel Brooks, world famous in Poland. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, we are as popular as can be. Um, by the way, I was going to share. Manny, I blame you. Huh? I blame you for that. You're the one to come in with the 36,000 Twitter followers. Apparently, 35,999. Only 36 of them signed up. 35,000 of them are bots. They're all from Russia. <laughs> I got them all following me now. Um, no, I want to wrap up the heat conversation real quick because uh, I already gave you predictions and everything else. But uh, just to put a nice little tight bow on it, uh, if the Heat somehow pull this off and get to the NBA Finals, okay, nobody, <laughs> nobody's picking them, is it the greatest surprise in South Florida sports history? That's my question for both of you. Will it qualify as the greatest surprise? Whoa, you had wait, the 97 Marlins. You had the 03 Marlins that won. Hurricanes in 83, gonna, my friend. All right. I'm going to make this even better for you. And I'm not going to say all time because that's too outlandish. But right now, what about in two weeks' time if you're reading NL East champs? Miami Marlins? <laughs> oh, what do you mean Cons if we're reading? It's going to say World Series champs. We already went no, over this. No, 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 no. Consider where this started. NL East champs, Miami Marlins. Yeah, but it, I, as I said, if, if that – I don't think that's going to happen, but I said back in chance. one of our earlier podcasts, 60 games, anything can happen. I, I think the Hurricanes in 1983, Navarro, come on, shock the world and beat that great uh, yeah, Nebraska but they team. Were, but they were 11 – they were – what did they finish? 11-1. and one. They started the but season. But at the start of the season, the start of the hey. season, 0-1, oh they lost to Florida, had a first-year quarterback. So no, this sorry, team I'm, gets I mean, to the NBA Finals. It's not a. It, where would it rank? Would it be number two then behind the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes in '83 had never won it before. They got clobbered by Florida that first game. They were unranked and found a way to come up back up. And Nebraska, don't forget how loaded Nebraska, Nebraska was like the, the the Soviet hockey team in college football, <laughs> you know, in terms of greatness that year. And they come in and beat them. I'm with Walter. That's one of the. That's that's up there. Frankie, settle this for me. What 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 do you go with? If if the Heat make it to the NBA Finals, this Heat team that nobody's picking, they didn't pick them to beat Giannis. Nobody picked them to beat this beating picking them to beat the Celtics. Not even me. It's and I'm the there. greatest and I'm the greatest predictor that ever lived. Frankie, <laughs> if the if the Heat somehow get to the NBA Finals, where would that rank in terms of surprises in South Florida sports history? Ranking surprises among the top, but I actually picked Miami to go all the way to the finals before the playoffs started. I just had them look at that to the Clippers. Look at you that. Had them losing to the Clippers. Gotcha. Why do we only get him talking for 10 seconds an That's hour? That's the if problem. He, he <laughs> now we know why we've only got 50 followers. I have right. the wrong co-host. It should be Frankie. He's been saying heat to the finals all the way. Not only that, but we somehow must have pissed off uh, our former producer, Anthony, the pool boy, Million. What's happened to him? He's in school. He's got responsibilities now. <laughs> I mean... That that you know that we lost a, a segment of our audience there. If he had all the teenage girls listening to the show that he produces, I mean, rumor has it that he is in school, but the pool boy aspect of it hasn't gone away because he's sitting in one of those inflatable pools in La Terraza, mm. and he's listening to us right now. We mm. and he might be the one guy besides you, Frankie, listening to us today. <laughs> Guys, uh, when we come back from the break. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to continue to wing it. I love this 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 role of, of, of radio. It freaks Andre out. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Anytime we no, have no, zero no. programming, he's That's sitting fine. there like, what? What are we going to talk? What? We need to have more structure here. We need to have more structure. We're going to come back with more structure In after the break. Inventing. Hey, look what I found. 
A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, everybody. This is John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Giving a big shout out to Slam Radio, the only student-run radio station that's all national. Awesome guys, congratulations. For every sport of every kind, doing here where you will find. And now we're back with Front Page 305 on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back. Final segment of Front Page 305. You're with the prediction master, Manny Navarro. Joined, as usual, by the guys who always are wrong, Walter Villa, Andre Fernandez, two sports writers here in South Florida. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, Walter, you're laughing. What are you laughing about? Shut up. Uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, stop with your intros. I'm tired of your intros. Let's get one to a point I wanted to make that we haven't brought out from the Dolphins game. Did you see when they made – that great defensive play, the best defensive play of the of the game. This is uh, it's a 
What, the one that kept them from getting blown out more? No. At the end of the game, when they stole Cam Newton's chain, that was the best. Oh. <laughs> did you guys see that? They yanked I, his I chain did. and they got a – I didn't the, see that. The best turnover, yeah, they had a, the best turnover they forced all day. They had a little demic at the at the end of the game, and apparently they were uh, trying to, uh, you know, yank the guy's <laughs> chain literally. Uh, they did a they did a tell me I'll tell you, right? So, I, mean, I, I I missed that because I kind of turned the channel to the NFL Red Zone. Well, you channel. didn't miss it on that the channel. much more for fantasy purposes. They ended the I'm broadcast. Not- they ended the broadcast before you could even see it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if uh, Josh Allen is a uh, gold chair, chain wearing QB, but he might want to check himself before he does that against this Dolphin defense. I mean, they're not going to stop you on the field, but don't come come around wearing that jewelry. Right, right. And don't don't it. bring don't bring any of that flash because we'll take that once you're done kicking our ass. That's the Dolphins' team <laughs> of 2020. Wow. And many in the break, uh, we were talking Andre Fernandez, a former longtime sports writer of the Miami Herald. And then he had to run with the athletic through no fault of his own uh, that we can blame it on the pandemic. He uh, he lost his gig there, but he was telling us that uh, he's been freelancing left and right, kind of following what I've done since I left Pittsburgh 10 years ago. And that reminded me of sort of a behind Las Cortinas, I guess, a story The the Probably there's been a lot of them where I've been doing two or three or four things simultaneously. But the one that I thought took the proverbial cake was uh, down there, University of Miami baseball game. I was covering the NCAA tournament for the Miami Herald. And then I was covering Stony Brook was in it that year. And I think they won that that regional. Mm -hmm. And I was covering Stony Brook for Newsday out of New York and they were just interested in Stony Brook. So that was, that was at least two gigs. I think I was doing something for baseball America on, on the tournament. And then the MLB draft was during that tournament. So I covered that from, for the Miami Herald and I think for MLB.com. I mean, it it was ridiculous. I had to go to one of the segment was brought to you by journalism, (laughs) horrors.com. And, but I just, you know, when you're a freelancer basically is you never say no, you want me to do this. Okay. I'll do it. You want me to do this. Okay. I'll do it. And I had to, this is what earned you the nickname magician from our buddy, uh, Bill Daly. Right. And I think I had to ask Cam Gorby, uh, the media at that time, baseball media relations uh, director at, at, uh, at the university of Miami, can you get me into a suite, like unused suite? So, because I needed, like, I needed to do a bunch of interviews. And so he got me into somebody's suite there and I'm there doing interviews. I had to call like draft prospects. Hey, what did you think about getting drafted? Not the the only time you finagled your way into a VIP room. (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so that was, that was, uh, that was, Cinnamon to the probably dance floor. The mo- Cinnamon to the dance floor. <laughs> that was probably the most gigs I've I've juggled simultaneously. Uh, Navarro, you were talking about uh, your experience. Was it you only had one one master with the athletic? But how was it like to go uh, down there to uh, what are they calling it? Joe Robbie Stadium, Landshark, uh, pro player, dude. Uh, dude oh 20, yeah, twenty twenty hard rock. Come on, hard you're rock. Like, you're like eight. You're like eight named stadiums ago. <laughs> Well, I'm well, the name murderer. Ron, how I don't only n- murder debut? players' names. I, ner- I murder stadium names also. But how was it at Hard Rock? Um, it was it was weird, man. I mean, first of all, I had a lot of people, a lot of Miami fans who were upset because no alcohol. I mean, right off the bat, you're, you're, you're a Miami fan. You can't drink. I mean, you you might as well have somebody come and pee on your leg while, while you're sitting there trying to watch a game. I mean, that's the equivalent. And, and so really – I just I didn't get to drink any alcohol either. I mean, I needed some myself as I was watching that game. And uh, it was just weird. Everybody's in masks. You have plexiglass blocking everybody, you know, dividing each other. I'm trying to sit there next to our good friend Santos Perez uh, talking, talking football with him. We, by the way, Santos is on our uh, on our uh, podcast. Uh, we did an interview with him, the boxing legend writer, mm-hmm. Santos Perez. Um so anyway, it was just weird. And the whole time I was saying to myself, I'm like, I, like fans aren't allowed to go to games right now, obviously. And, and most of the NFL stadiums are empty. Major League Baseball stadiums are empty. But we're, we're getting a few college games, right? We saw at FSU, everybody was sitting there together, all the brothers and sisters that are dating each other with no masks on. And <laughs> nobody's nobody's wearing a mask. And, and it's like, and then here, um, like, 
they're just spread out everywhere. Nobody's enjoying the game. Nobody's enjoying the experience. <laughs> like, why would you go to a game right now in the middle of a pandemic? I, I guess if you can't tailgate, you can't get drunk. What's the point of going, right? There's other college football games around the country right now that are doing it a lot more than that. They're, I'm they saying up in Tallahassee. Clusters. Yeah. I saw a high school game in Alabama the other day. They're big clusters <clears> of fans in the in, in the stands. Yeah, I mean, check I'm, the emergency room in the next uh, week or two. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's just kind of stupid. Well, to you me. guys saw that story. You saw uh, the pictures in, at FSU afterward, like after the game, the big crowds outside, like all the students gathered. You're, you're like, Jesus, this is going to be an outbreak waiting to happen in Tallahassee. Yeah, Trump had that rally, wherever that was, and then Herman Cain was there, and then he dropped dead like uh, less than a month later. It's just not smart. Yeah. Uh, people, be responsible. I mean, it, it is a little – you know, it is a little weird. I've been to the Marlins Park where, you know, we know we know the empty seats aren't a strange sight, but the press box <laughs> atmosphere is is different. I mean, I'm in my own booth. I've had some assignments thanks to the Associated Press. And, you know, my neighbor is my is my buddy, Jordan McPherson of the Herald. But, yeah, there's the big glass in between. We got to, like, signal each other if we want to, like, talk to each other type of thing. And there's no was- one in the little hallway where we always used to go and get food and stuff like that. It's just very... You know, you guys know how much I enjoy eating. I mean, that is literally like my favorite <laughs> pastime, right? Like if I if they had eating standings, I would probably up be somewhere in the top five nationally. So right, right I'm trying to hot dog there, competition. Right. I'm sitting there trying to eat my sandwich. I've taken my mask off and I'm sitting there eating my sandwich and I got my chips open. I got my drink open. I'm sitting there. I'm enjoying it. Watching uh, You're this in pregame, pregame festivities. <laughs> And, and it's like, it just, it, like, everybody's looking at me like, oh, you're eating in the middle of a coronavirus? What are you, what's wrong with you? Like, that's, that's kind of like the feeling. Off. I'm like, from him. right. I'm just like, it, it's so awkward, so strange, so weird. And I don't know, man, like, I, like right now, every, like to me, the only people who should be at stadiums are the players and the coaches. And, and I think until this thing ends, until you can do it right. Right. Until you can go back and be normal. I, I think you, you, the experience is just always going to suck. It's just going to suck. It's and, not going to be right. It's not going to feel right. And look, as another person who's being told, go to the stadium, we need you to go and all that. But I agree because I mean, either way, all the access you're going to get is on Zoom calls anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so all your whether you're writing a live game story or you're, you're writing a feature, it's all by phone or by these conference calls. So what you know, there's no reason to be there to, to risk yourself. By the way, speaking of suck, as you just mentioned, uh, Navarro, how about them Florida State Seminoles? Yeah. I mean, anytime you can go out and lose to a freshman uh, quarterback uh, who was committed to you but then decided to go to to another school, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that was uh, phenomenal. 0-1, the Mike Norville era starts off great. Um, yeah, it's finally pretty- used great. I was saving it for the last segment, by the way. Um, this yeah, is I the think- last segment. They, this exactly. I was saving it for the last segment. Come on, Wolvie. <laughs> Look, even Frankie knows. Sorry, I was turning around and looking at my calendar. Uh, eleven days, tick tock, tick tock. Eleven days till those same Knowles come to Miami. Don't blow uh, it, Miami, while you're uh, laughing at that loss. Andre straight up hates them Seminoles. Well, what uh, about this? But no, but don't blow it, Canes. After you know, we're mocking. Well, this, this life loss. without the Big Ten and without the Pac-12 has been unbelievable for the Hurricanes. I mean, they're finally ranked again for the first time right. since they lost to Virginia two years ago. If the Big Ten and Pac-12 were around, they wouldn't be ranked. Uh, right. <laughs> not only that, college game day is going to Louisville for mm-hmm. Miami-Louisville. I mean, would that have ever happened if Alabama was playing right now or LSU? No. Yeah. And you, and the Big Ten, those a lot of those players are and the Pac-12, they're really regretting that decision when they see you know the other kids playing football around the country. Uh, I thought they made a quick decision. We'll see in the end what happens. But uh, yeah, well, I, I watch a I watch a lot of ACC Manny on Saturday. I watched uh, North Carolina uh, pull away from a pretty bad Syracuse team. I saw Duke put up a little bit of a fight against uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Florida State get beat. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it's all. It's not two divisions anymore. It's just one one league. I mean, obviously Clemson and Notre Dame would have to be the teams at the top, and we'll see how the Hurricanes comport themselves against Louisville with all that speed. Two two at well, 
I think they said it on Zoom yesterday. Somebody's going to be aware of where he is on the field, at least we would hope, on every play. You just worry about those corners and 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 defending that kid's speed and the other speed. The quarterback is – I don't think he's a great thrower, but he, he has that running threat as well, and he's going to be a challenge too. Wasn't the Big Ten supposed to vote again to see if yeah. they really wanted to play or not? And and yeah. if they and even if they do, I mean, do they have enough time to scramble everything and start on start on in it with enough time to get a season in? To get can, into the because the canes are already in the AP pool and you're not taking the canes out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Too late. Too late. Too bad yeah, to sad. Yeah, I'm sure they're too gonna late, do that. Too to, bad to sad. Ohio I'm sure State. They're, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna do that to, to Ohio three, State. To three way, teams. Way, Ohio State. To three CFP playoff teams. Some of those teams are not even practicing. The, 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 even that decision were to come down yeah. and take a long time for the run-up for them that's to make I mean. the college football playoffs. Uh, I mean, but, what are they going to do, but, play a six-game schedule? That's not enough. You can't – yeah. Yeah, but um, Miami has to continue to win. I mean, remember that, that recruiting class they have is on the line as well because if they start stinking up the joint, uh, that could 2020 that could is going to be the best sports year ever in Miami. We got the Marlins winning the World Series. right. We got the Heat winning the NBA Finals. Right. We got the Hurricanes. They're going to win a, a national championship with no Big right. Ten and no Pac-12. I mean, this right. thing is setting up perfectly. Everybody talks about 2020 sucking. Hello? Hello? Look what's happening. Okay, what about Herm. the Florida Panthers? Well, now he's now he's Herm Edwards over here. How <laughs> 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 that? Exactly. It does. I guess it doesn't translate to inter inter Miami or the Florida Panthers, probably. Gentlemen, we're Miami? down. We're down to the two minute warning. We're down to the two minute warning. What's Final inter Miami? What's inter Miami's record these days, Walter? No idea. A lot. A uh, few wins and a lot of losses. I'm okay. gonna have to have Michelle Coffin on explain to us uh, inter Miami and why their colors Shelly. are pink. Yeah, we gotta go show. Final comments. Show. Go ahead, Dre. You got a final comment? Final hot takes. Go. Lyndon Murtha, go. Come on. Marlins will make the playoffs and advance around. And advance around? Wow. God, sure, changing the Marlins. Go ahead, Walvi, you're up. What's your hot Uh, take? Woo. I don't really have one tomorrow, but I'm just saying, I'm I'm really looking forward to that, uh, to that Hurricanes Louisville game tonight. By the way, it's Miami and Boston. And not just the Celtics and the Heat, but the the Marlins and the Red Sox. We all got to say Fenway Pack. Pack your cat. Because it's Miami Boston tonight. All right. Here's my final take. You ready? You ready? Yes. I'm asking. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. De'Ara King is going to win the Heisman. Boom. Mic drop. on front page 305 are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on front page 305 are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.